Bonjour, bonsoir. Dear friends, I'm with the gorgeous, irresistible Margaret ah, from Raymond. I'm sitting on Margaret, but I'm the beautiful Anna Britton. And those gorgeous, irresistible, shining red hair are speaking to us volume. And they're shining next to this beautiful biodynamic cow, as well as our theater of nature, because this charming lady, Miss Britton, is the executive director of a phenomenal organization called Napa Green. We love her and the organization and what they do, and we're gonna go learn all about it. Dear friends, are you ready from the theater of nature? Are you ready? Woo! Look at this baby. You are ready. So, Anna, yeah. you've graduated with all the honors. That's just for me, because I love being wet in presence of gorgeous women. <laughs> you have graduated with all the honors in your world of green and environment. Yeah, so I'm from right here in St. Helena, just down the road. And I went and got my master's of environmental science and management. But I came back, I didn't originally intend to be back in the wine industry, but it is so, so meaningful to me to be working here where I'm from on the ground with all these incredible wineries and vineyards that I used to drive past as a teenager and now I get to work intimately, intimately with them to help them be more sustainable. Quite exciting. So this is um, a fabulous word that you just mentioned, sustainable. helping them to do so. So. Yes. Why don't you explain us, as I'm sitting on a cow, and we'll talk <laughs> about why, because it's all about the principles yes. of biodynamic, and this cow helps us to dynamize the energy of the earth right. and the constellation. Tell us how you work with wineries to help them to become sustainable and organic. Yes. Well, so we have both a vineyard and a winery certification, which is really important. I think when a lot of people think about sustainability, of course, biodynamic practices, they're thinking in the vineyard, right? They're thinking agriculture. And of course, there, there's so much to do in the vineyard, as you do. But there's also so many really impactful things you can do in terms of environmental stewardship and social equity into production, into the winery as well. Yes. So we're working on both sides of things. You asked one of the main questions that we always get, which is sustainability. Like, that's a little vague. What does that mean? Um, so we, we've tried to sort of sum it up into six core pillars of any kind of leading sustainable wine growing. So there's six core things that we're working on. We're working on saving energy and energy efficiency, saving water and water efficiency, which is critical in the drought that we're in right now. Preventing waste, which includes things like green purchasing. Uh, reducing, phasing out harmful synthetic pesticides, although we're really sort of a stepping stone to organic, so we yes. don't require organic. Uh, and also climate action. So all those things fold into climate action, but then there's more to do in terms of renewable energy. You've got solar right over here, electric vehicles, things like that. And then the social equity and inclusion and yes. diversity is so critical. I'm still talking to people who don't see how that's a critical part of sustainability. And we can't have that environmental or business sustainability without that social sustainability. So it's another really key piece. Wow, very impressive. Did you hear, dear friends, those pillars, which are really the foundation of what we've been doing for three decades ourselves, all the way from France to here in California. Now, maybe uh, a brief outline, as I'm sitting on the cow, and soon you'll understand why, because we're going to keep moving, dear friends, to show you 
the most powerful demonstration that we have here in Napa, the theater of nature. And you could see why it's important to all of us be engaged. Give us, uh, please, another segmentation of sustainability, organic and biodynamic. So people understand, you know, the evolution yeah. and how far we can go. Yeah, well, so organic and biodynamic are really focused on the vineyard specifically. Um, and then sustainability, we bring it from the vineyard all the way into the winery as well, as I was just saying. So organic's a little, it's a little easier to grasp, right? It's a, a pretty uh, clear focus on eliminating the use of synthetic pesticides. Biodynamic takes it much further, and I've actually been been familiar with, with Boisse and Jean-Charles for a long time because I've been involved in biodynamic farming for a Thank long you. time. Um, and so that takes it a lot further in terms of a whole systems perspective, trying to really manage everything within your farm, bringing in as little as possible from the outside, and it includes that organic element. Um, but then our new vineyard certification is kind of an even higher umbrella where we're really focused on climate action and regenerative farming, which includes yes. all these incredible biodynamic and organic practices. And then also that social equity piece, which is also kind of a next level beyond the organic and biodynamic. Of course, there's interplay between all of that. And then you go into the winery and it's all the ways you save water and save energy and all those things I just talked through that really is kind of a broader umbrella that builds upon that foundation of organic and biodynamic. Hey, I cannot think, dear friends, of a better explanation than the one we just had, because you really encompassed it so well. And dear friends, why the cow? I'm going to give you a little bit of a clue. Four digestive systems. One of the first animal, as Hinduism would remind us, she is the mother within certain cultures like India. She has two antenna, which is the foundation of it, the horns, which we dynamize and really bring this phenomenal concoction that brings energy into the biodynamic preparation we do. So the cow, from the cow stomach skin, that we do all our preps, over seven of them, including the burring of the horns, are the very powerful element that is this phenomenal animal that we look up so much to. And and that we wanted to venerate here in the theater of nature. Don't yeah. you think it's a beautiful yeah. representation of it? Absolutely. I do think in terms of biodynamic farming, that, that the horn element is one of kind of the more esoteric elements that gets some pushback sometimes, but so much of biodynamic farming is proven. It's practical practices that are absolutely proven. And then there are some additional elements that a lot of us have faith in, but don't quite have the same science behind them. And Anna, you were born in Santa Lina. Yes. Look at how gorgeous she is. Look at how beautiful... It's all the amazing wine that I drink. <laughs> well, wine and the amazing air that yeah. you've been breathing yeah. all those years, right? Don't yes. you think it has a lot to do with it? Absolutely. I mean, this is such an incredibly beautiful place. We really want to preserve it. We want to keep it here for generations to come. And I think that's part of why I know you're going to love this message. Why I really want to help get all of the industry and all of the fabulous yes. wine drinkers out there to get just how sexy sustainability is. This is sexy. Yes. You're saving water. You're saving energy. You're caring for your employees. You're caring for your community. You're reducing emissions. You're making sure the air is still beautiful all in a gorgeous place with amazing, amazing, amazing wines. And all of that just elevates the luxury, yes. the quality, the experience that we're having here. So how do people discover if a winery has an Napa Green certification, if they've been awarded, 
in Napa Green medals or yeah. you know trophy or anything of that nature <laughs> as you have as you thank were recently you. awarded with the statewide uh, sustainable wine growing green medal award and we honored thank you for that and i'm so. on the judging panel so i helped a little bit with that well <laughs> we, we appreciate it and yeah. it's it's i need to tell you as you're going to explain it we're very excited because it's something we've been into for so many right. decades right. you know i was born very similar to you it was not Lina, but it was you know Vougeot in Burgundy and same as you walk the vineyards and felt the energy of the soil and get really to put my hands in the soil gardening and farming yeah. and when you feel a soil alive you're alive consequently yourself yeah. right yeah. and I think that's so important for all of us to realize this isn't it yeah yes absolutely two pieces there is something I want to touch on um, one is if you're looking for Napa Green members you go on napagreen.org we have a list of all of our participating members we've got 88 wineries we have a new vineyard program we have more than 40 members transitioning to that new vineyard program as well so you can go there and find it we have some members that use the logo on the bottle giving you that quick cue to find the wine out in the marketplace but we need to get more and more people giving those really quick cues to consumers. and it's coming for Raymond Vineyards there you dear go. friend because Perfect. we were just awarded this fabulous uh, you know award and we will make sure that you all know about it because we feel so strongly about it but you were touching on the soil and so I wanted to really talk about that piece because that's a really critical element of our new vineyard certification which is what's really exciting is actually this really active role that farmers can play in storing more carbon in the soil and that's actually right. the UN International Panel on Climate Change geeking out a little bit um, has named that one of the actually absolutely key ways that we can fight climate change is storing more carbon in the soil through agriculture. And yes. so that's a big focus of our vineyard program with cover crops, with compost, you know, changing tillage, getting some electric tractors out there. Yeah. Uh, all of these things can really increase that, that they call it sequestration in the soil. It's also really, really good for the soil. It makes it healthier. It stores more water. It stores more nutrients. It has all these added benefits in building resilience to the drought, to the more high heat days that we're having here. So it all comes together in a really beneficial and you know what you just outlined so eloquently, Anna, is what people can do at home as well. Yeah. Dear friends, we know many of you with us tonight and watching this amazing presentation from Anna have gardens, have orchards, have vegetable gardens, have flower gardens, have maybe vineyards and many other type of cultures. Why don't you explain us how us as individuals not necessarily yeah. farmers can do our part well you know what else is sexy right saving money <laughs> so a lot of what we work with people on and a lot of what you can do at home is energy efficiency saving energy immediately cuts your bill I mean there you go there's a direct trade-off we've held, helped our members save more than four million dollars in energy costs so you know collectively at our homes I, we, I don't think i can save any one home four million dollars but if we all work and save energy energy has a direct connection to emissions to climate change so you're cutting your bill and you're cutting emissions to the climate anything we do to prevent waste uh to just change mm -hmm. our purchasing to think about use our purchasing power to buy green wines 
uh, that makes a big difference too in terms of the, the impacts, in terms of resource use and in terms of climate change. It all feeds in together. I was just talking to a journalist actually about how saving water actually has a positive yes. climate impact. And she's like, wait, explain that to me. And the thing is heating, treating, transporting water all takes an incredible amount of energy. So you're actually cutting your energy use when you're reducing your water use as well. So it's all interconnected. For sure. Now, um, how do you uh, communicate the Napa Green vision besides your website and using us as I was gonna say JCB Live. That's right. <laughs> but in general, is there any other ways that people can eventually find us and perpetuate the message? Because you, you so articulate and it makes so much sense as you present it so well that, um, you know, I'm a huge advocate, as you know, but I always wonder what are the relays sometimes that could be used, should be used, or we could have everyone being a, con a conduit of this great message. Yeah, well, I'm, I have to say what's great is we're getting more and more interest right now. So I'm doing a lot of media interviews, great. a lot of events. There's a lot of wine conferences. Not everyone's going to be joining for one of those. Um, but we're also working on a really fun campaign, actually, the first six months of next year uh -huh. to share those six pillars that I talked about at the beginning. We're going to be focusing regionally first, but we're going to be running full page ads in the local register, Napa Valley Register, uh, to really help people understand each of those pillars. And that's going to be tied back to a consumer facing website, mm. which is this is certified sustainable dot wine. And so that's going to be really focusing on helping our community and all of the lovely wine drinkers out there to understand what is this all about? What are these incredibly meaningful and rigorous practices that all of these wineries and vineyards are doing? You know, before we go and sit in another lovely areas of the property, okay. is there, well, tell us what you think of this lovely wine. Oh man, this is beautiful. I mean, couldn't ask for a better day. Gorgeous day, some sparkling rosé. A and beautiful it tastes lady. Like saving the planet. We escaping <laughs> into the hills of Napa Valley. Look at where we are in this tier of nature. Yeah. We have, uh, as witness, uh, some roosters and beautiful chickens. Because again, we do the full cycle that uh, Anna so well explained. Now, do you recommend in stores, in the world of wine, to carry the same as what has been done in vegetables and maybe fruit and herb? When you go to stores in general, specifically grocery stores, yeah. you have a clear organic yeah. and biodynamic area now yeah. which yeah. is so thrilling yeah so you exactly know where to go yeah. in wine it's not as clear what's your thought what's your advice what you're touching on an area that i really want to make improvements on i mean really organic and biodynamic so critical but we're really working on a much larger umbrella in terms of sustainable wine growing and so i'm really trying to help the trade and help the retailers understand more and more this is incredibly rigorous. This is all of these larger practices, the energy, yes. the water, the social equity, the climate action uh, that we really also need to be bringing front forward to the consumers. And so we need a section that isn't just the yes. organic and the biodynamic, but is calling out because it's not just us. You know, there are four programs nationwide doing vineyard and winery sustainability certification. So there's a lot of wines to call out and say, look, quick cue buy these wines and feel really good while enjoying a really incredible yeah. product. And I really feel there's a feel-good exercise, but there's yeah. as well safety. Yes. And I don't mean to go of a tangent that really could scare us if it's not organic or biodynamic, but there's a lot of pesticides, herbicides, yeah. and all kinds of things yeah. in any given products right. that you eventually would put in your body that you don't know and we don't know, even going through our very performing labs 
of molecules that we may yeah. discover that are not necessarily what you need in your body. Yeah. Yeah. So there's an element as well that is preventing, yeah. right? Anything that could happen. Yeah, I think this, this is such a complex topic. There's a lack of understanding definitely about pesticides and herbicides. I mean, there's a whole array of herbicides out there. The focus, the one people know, right, is Roundup, but there's actually a number of, of herbicides out there that you can use. So yeah, we do think really carefully about that in terms of we do have a prohibited and restricted pesticide list. We aren't requiring yes. fully organic, but we're really serving as that stepping stone Which is to great. organic. Yes. And that's also a social equity issue in terms of worker safety and health directly handling those products. Absolutely. So it, it comes all the way through and it's very important. To think yes. About. And as long as, you know, the momentum and the rhythm has started. Yeah. I think that's the key. I remember... Yes. You know, in Burgundy, 30 years ago, when Leroy, Romain et Conti, us, Domaine de la Vougeray, Boisset yeah. wineries, were really pushing and starting with just a few. Yeah. We were on two hands. That's it. Yeah. Today, of course, the movement. Yes. You know, and I think what we all want to try to attempt to do is to create a movement, to create yes. a rhythm. And then when the pendulum starts to swing, then more people come with us, yeah, right? Absolutely. Which is what you're doing so right. beautifully well. And part of that comes down to aesthetics too. I mean, we have to think a little bit differently about what's beautiful because what is Roundup used for? It's used for weeds primarily. And so you have to be willing to accept some, that's sort of a human construct, weeds. That's something we call, some, we, we've labeled it unpleasant, but really it's a plant. And we can start seeing that beauty out there a little bit differently as long as it's not out-competing the vine and, and reducing the quality of the grape on the vine. But it requires just changing our mindset a little bit. That's right. Yeah. Talking about mindset, we're going to go and sit in another area of the theater of nature. Yes. And don't you think Anna should finish her glass? I mean, I'm the only <laughs> one finishing. I've been trying not to, you know, just suck it down. You're going to be dehydrated. <laughs> it's the holidays. Well, now we've moved into the epic and most phenomenal view. We look at your house, San Lina. Yes, yes. <laughs> and Calistoga all the way at the end, this amazing volcano Thank that you. has never erupted, right? Not that I know of. Probably sometime far, far back in well, history. With the energy we're bringing <laughs> together, we will. So, yes. <laughs> dear friends, we're having the outstanding and fabulous OFS from the Loach. This is the finest selection. And you know, this is fully organic yes. and biodynamic. Yes, As I first met you at Deloge. So that's yes, right. Yes. So Salty, yes. we've talked a lot about Napa Green, but maybe let's talk about what does it really mean? What is per Napa se. Green? Right. Yeah, so we are a leading nonprofit that provides sustainability certification for wineries and vineyards here mm. in Napa County. And we're one of only five programs in all of North America that helps wineries and vineyards yes. to implement both environmental stewardship and social equity practices and critically to get third party certified. And what the heck does that mean and why is it important? And that's because we need to people to say, I'm doing these incredible commitments. You have to do more than yes. 100 things to be winery certified, more than 100 other practices to be vineyard certified. But then you need to not just be saying you're doing that. You need someone to be validating that that's you're doing right. that. And that's also true for organic and for biodynamic. Someone comes out and says, are you really walking the talk? Can we really know and know over time? every year checking back making sure that you're still doing all the things that you say you're doing which is very important and we love this dear friends i'm gonna validate it from a winery standpoint it's like financial audits it's like yeah. having discipline 
as a household or with your house or your bills or everything you do in life, we need always to be in some shape or form looked at, judged, so to speak, and you know, evaluated. And Finding I love, areas of opportunity, as we say, yes. <laughs> and we collaborate, which is really cool. So yeah. if you have a winery here in Napa and you're watching and you're with us, call Anna and her organization. Yes, She's gonna be able to assist you to do yes. so. So yeah. many people always ask me, Jean-Charles, is there really climate change? <laughs> so I'd like us to, of course, validate the fact. Discuss this, yeah. I mean, we're in a climate crisis. Not only is there climate change, uh, we're standing here. It's not something happening down the road. It's happening right now. We have had three devastating fires in this region alone in the past five years. My mother has had two homes burned down in oh, two of I'm those sorry. three fires. We're in a drought. We're having changing weather patterns, changing, you know, increasing numbers of high heat days. And that's just here. Uh, there were multiple wine regions around the world this year that also caught fire. Provence caught fire. Yes. Um, and of course, there's a multitude of things playing into fire, but climate change is absolutely one of the pieces that's amplifying the intensity and the frequency of those fires. And so it is happening now. And I get a lot of like, oh, does what I do make a difference? My mother even says that to me. Really? <laughs> but yes, collectively, if That's we all right. do something different, and the reason I still just get up and work my booty off every day is because we're the premier agricultural product in the premier, you know, you might argue with me on this, but one of the premier wine growing regions. And so what we for do sure. here isn't just about here where we're standing. It sets a standard for the whole industry, for the broader agricultural sector. And that's my goal is let's set that leading standard that others can start aspiring to as and well. And congratulations. And, and yes, everyone, every individual makes a difference. Yes. Even though we're 9 billion, if all of us yeah. move we, into the right direction. If we right all did some small things, make a huge difference. Yeah. So you're a wine expert, Anna, as well. You've been tasting wine since birth. <laughs> she was born my mom. <laughs> in Saint Village, so she's a saint. Saint Sometimes. Anna, Saint Elena. So how does you think to you personally, in the last few decades you've been enjoying wine, the flavor profile or maybe the wine itself have you noticed some evolution of wine taste or wine profile besides winemaking techniques that climate change could have you know a variable impact on yeah well with increasing heat it often increases it can lead to increased sugars bricks as they're called that can lead to higher alcohol wines so it's really changing, especially we're seeing, I know you, you're experiencing changing times of harvest. For sure. Uh, often coming earlier and earlier now to avoid getting that oversaturation, that imbalance in terms of, of the quality of the grapes. So I think we're seeing that worldwide and, and also just things like needing to change rootstocks, not to get too nerdy, but things that can handle drought better, uh, can better just adapt to the changing climate that we're in as people replant. So a lot of it just, there's both adaptations and, and there's changes that are happening and we have to figure out how to work with them. And how do you feel those big meetings in Scotland that just happened, which I'm all for because the more people talk yeah. about it and the journalists, yeah. all of you are dear friends, really amplify the message, the more we'll do something, really uh, make an impact. Because if regulators give us deadline, then we work towards them. Yeah. And I'm a big, advocate of deadlines yeah. in our business and yeah. how we run our lives and we set objectives and milestones. 
it's fine to say I feel sometimes well we cannot get there but at least we shoot for something yeah. what's your view of that well, interesting question. So over a decade ago, I actually worked on the international UN climate change negotiations yes. that you're talking about. I've also worked in DC, I've worked nationally. And the conclusion I came to for me was that working locally had the biggest impact. You know, I could get most directly involved in helping people make a change. On the other hand, I think those really high level policy discussions and regulations are critical, especially for big business. Because let's be honest, one huge corporation making significant changes can do as much or more as we do in six months. That's you know, right. In terms of the scale of impact that they have on their energy use and their water use and their purchasing and, and all of those things. Well said. So you've tasted before our finest estate selection. What do you think of the wine? It's really nice. I have to admit, I'm not a huge Chardonnay fan, mm -hmm. but this is more of that European style. Ah. It's, it's not overly heavy, overly cloying. This is a really more refreshing Chardonnay. Which and I you really feel like. the earth of the Russian river here? I may. Because we try it again and see. Yes, because you've walked that vineyards. You know we've moved into organic and biodynamic. Can you believe, dear friend, 17 years ago now? Yeah. That was the conversion when we started. And we got the you approval. You really have been leaders. Yeah, well, it's, it's exciting to be able yeah. to have an impact. Uh, on a region and uh, do you feel the difference? Absolutely. I think this is something we need to make more and more of a connection with is quality and sustainability That's right. and organic and biodynamic. They actually have started to do some studies. They bit, did a big review of all those scores that they do for wine and they looked at all those made with biodynamic and made with organic grapes. You probably saw yeah. this. It was like more than 75,000 scores and they found that organic and biodynamic wines scored an average of five points higher across the board. So I, there's a quality connection that's already coming to the I board. like that correlation. Yeah. I've always said to many journalists who've consistently asked me, why do you do this? Why do you go through this trouble? Yeah. Besides your belief, it costs you more. Of course it does, because the quality is improved. Yeah. And I said, the message is in the glass. Well, I also have to say too, I hope you found that as you implement these new practices, you get more accustomed to them, more used to them, and the, the added cost goes down. It That's becomes right. more something, you're, it's just like green building. I, I, that was my first job was in green building. And they were like, oh, this costs so much more than traditional building. And now they've gotten used to it. It's much more standard practice. And, and that premium has gone down while the quality of that living experience That's has right. gone up, right? And so. that's the key. Quality of yes. the living experience has gone up. We're just going to go and sit in another area, dear friends, I get to, to show you <laughs> the soil and what is all about the soil. And we're going to try a very symbolic wine with that. Voila. So now, Anne, we are in our one and a half acre vineyard. As you can see, this symbolic, very well-known artistic representation of the view of our frames. You know yes. why? Yes. Well, I don't know why. Because we never look at the world the same way. So depending on the color and the frame you look at it, which lens? You look at the landscape differently. Well, my mother was a picture frame for a picture framer for over 20 years. So that makes a lot of sense. She knows yes. what I mean. Yes, exactly. And now we're serving you something very important for, for all of us, yeah, matching your label. beautiful dress. Yeah. It's in leather. Oh, it's the first wow. ever leather label. I love that. It has the famous Vitruvian man interpretation of Leonardo da Vinci carrying the world of organic, the lunar cycle. And this is one and a half acres so dear friend this is what we would call the perfect blend why 
all the grapes around us in the theater of nature, one and a half acre. And it's the perfect equity of all wines. Oh. Cabernet, Cabernet Franc, Merlot, Malbec, and Petit Verdot. I was in my mind testing my knowledge of the Bordeaux grapes. I got so them. Cheers. <laughs> cheers. Tell me first, Thank before you. we go into a, another great topic, what do you think of this wine? I'm a fanatic of this wine. This is actually what we're going to have in seven days for Christmas. That's just incredibly well balanced. That's beautiful. I love it. And I love that label. It's gorgeous. Blue is Thank my favorite you. color. So. Well, <laughs> with those blue eyes, dear friends, did you see the pleasure I've had in the last 40 minutes looking at the depth and the intensity of the sky and the ocean? Thank you. So another big topic. Yes. <laughs> and beautiful blue jade ring. Yes. Another big topic you, you touched on, which I think is so important sometimes maybe misunderstood is what is social equity yes. what does that really mean and what's the context within napa green yeah that's something i really like to talk about and emphasize because all too often sustainability is simply equated with environmental stewardship which is critical and we're so focused on but that social equity piece, especially in agriculture, just cannot be overlooked. And I have to say, even there, sometimes it can get skewed to one side because I'll bring that up and people will say, oh, yeah, the farm workers, yes. the people in the field, which is critical. We need to be making sure they have a living wage, they have somewhere to live, they have good benefits, they have opportunities for continuing education, they have opportunities for advancement. Um, but also we have to think about the front of house and the winery right. and the production side. And I'm gonna be honest, this industry has been, you know, pretty overwhelmingly white, yeah. often overwhelmingly male. And so we have to think about ways we can bring more diversity into all aspects of the wine business and, and inclusivity in terms of there's a whole array of people interested in wine, wanting to be involved in wine. How do we bring them in and really make them feel included and welcome and invited and being a part of this process? So we really do have that. And I still have some people saying to me, what's that doing there? What are those social equity standards doing there? It can't be overlooked. That's a critical, critical aspect of sustainability. And I'm so glad you, you bring it up so well. And um, we started ourselves, even a diversity committee, for over a year and a half now. And it's been amazing to yeah. see, besides gender, skin color, religion, uh, countries of origin, coming forward and you know we have over 1500 employees at this stage and thousands of ambassadors around the world that are watching with us yes, yes. and it's been probably the most powerful you know decade now that we're starting yeah. on that will be amplified over time i think yes. the shift has happened yeah, and a lot of dialogue in, in the wine industry around this very topic, definitely. And in, in that Green Medal Award that we mentioned earlier that Boisset won, including Raymond, where we are now, was really focused on the, your community practices, the ways you care for your community, both internally and externally, and love seeing that. I mean, because especially, and I said, I'm on that judging panel, we see applications and people tend to really play up the environmental stewardship as they should. But then we want to also For see sure. the real strength of the social Well, you know, um, you are a charming, beautiful lady with a lot of extraordinary <laughs> intelligence and a great leader in your field. How difficult has it been for you as a woman to lead in the field you're in? And, you know, specifically with the angle of wine within this? 
Yeah, I would say it could definitely be a challenge sometimes, especially when you're working with growers and mm -hmm. uh, you know, I'm, I'm a hippie at heart, but I do like to just like you get dressed, look nice, sure. put myself together. And sometimes that has a sort of initial reaction in terms yeah. of how you come across. Uh, I think once people talk to me, they get that I really know what I'm talking about. For sure. Um, but yeah, it can be a challenge sometimes as a woman. I think beyond that, let's think about COVID and the fires and all the other challenges that our industry has been up against. And so, you know, it, it can be hard to say, look, we just developed this new vineyard program. We're taking it to the next level. It's cutting edge. It's really pushing the envelope. And, you know, I get it. People are really burnout, overwhelmed right now. And the good news though, is that we haven't had a drop off in interest. I think the way, the things that have been changing yes. in our world have actually gotten people to, to actually think more about, I have to think beyond just myself. I have to think bigger than just my life. I have to think about the larger impact. And you know what I like uh, a lot with your, your style is you speak with knowledge and amazing savoir-faire and power and conviction. And you know, uh, Sophie Drucker, Stephanie yes. Putnam, Kathy George, Lisa Heisinger, I mean, Kelly Norwoos. We have an amazing, amazing, fabulous Katie Carter team of ladies that are leading. Yes, and it's not just in finance. It's not just as operations. It's not just in the vineyard. Sophie's in the vineyard, yeah. Running a team yeah. of most likely men, you know, yeah. and they respect her as we respect you for your level of knowledge. How did you graduate to that level of knowledge? And what inspires you to get there? I mean, this has been my whole career has been in environmental management of some kind. And I, like I said, I have my master's of environmental science and management. So uh, it just, it lent itself to, I, I years ago met a mentor that specifically worked in sustainable wine growing. I mean, what a niche. I'm sure it strikes everyone as, mm. as an incredible niche. Um, but I got into that and it's really, uh, it's really wonderful actually to be a specialist in yes. something where you really, people are coming to you saying, you have a really unique, I have an on the ground experience. I've gone in and done more than 160 winery audits. You know, I have practical in the cellar experience. And so that it's, it's really, it's really fun to have that expertise and be able to, to lend that. To and how do you think uh, you develop that passion and how could some of us listening to you today can find that passion within them to do what you do? Well, I think I think it has a lot to do with growing up here. We're looking at the gorgeous mountainside over here, the Mayakamas. Um, you know, nature is sort of my center, my centering space, yes. my grounding. And I've recognized that really early on. And I will say, if anyone's looking for a, a book to read uh, in college, one of the first books I read was called The End of Nature going a little dark here mm. but it, it really grounded I me will read in, that one. in climate change in the reality of the crisis that we're up again and I just it hit me at my core this is what I have to spend the rest of my life working on is helping wow. to address this crisis and I, as I said I've tried many different avenues in terms of environmental management and climate action and it, it is so impactful to be here on the ground in the place where I grew up Helping so the one, change. you know, college was the time. Reading that book yes, was yeah. a Bill decisive. Yeah. yeah. What's Absolutely. your passion outside of wine and, and the environment and Mother Nature? Well, my dog. I have a boxer, Lily. Yeah. I love dogs. Um, I love traveling. 
probably we share that. I actually just got back from a month in uh, Italy, Greece, oh. and Croatia. I love Croatia. It wasn't in France, though. Next time. Uh, yes, next time. So uh, all those things, although, of course, with travel, you have to buy your carbon offsets. Yes. <laughs> for the flights. Yeah. <laughs> have no. to bring it back to that. But that's great. <laughs> well, you know, uh, Anna, you were exceptional today. And thank you so much for enlightening us and bringing it into such beautiful and sequential order very understandable for us all from all the topics we've covered to what you're leading as napa green i want to thank you not only for giving us the award naturally this year but well, for I... <laughs> well for guiding <laughs> us it, yeah. for guiding us yeah. to in a very beautiful way you know some of you don't get the award strive for it go for it the award is the outcome of years of you know commitment and dedication to this and and i think it's very easy to live your life differently we all need to evolve yeah it's a constant constantly evolution. right yeah and i do want to say too that if you're coming here to visit this beautiful region you're going to see look for the napa green certified signs up and down the valley that'll help you quick cue this is a place i should stop we also have tasting itineraries on our website so if you want some help planning your trip here um, and please also follow us on instagram we're at napa green so please just continue to be a part of this story and this evolution that is happening. So now comes the time as you look at the Maikamas Mountain yeah. and all our guests from around the world, the big message you have in about 14 days, we're changing the clock and the calendar to 2022. Yeah. Any big message you have Hard to believe. as you look at the new year. Well, I want to say, you know, to everyone here in the industry here in Napa County and the wine industry around the world, you know, get involved in programs like this. We're, we're a resource. We're actually an extension of your team yeah. to help you with this evolution uh, and that we all absolutely can make a difference. I mean, it really from at home all the way into the business. And often we see as businesses make these changes and make this a priority. It, it gets taken home. The employees take it home. We start hearing those stories as well. So, you know, don't be paralyzed. Uh, make make a change. Get in touch with the people that can help you make a change. That's what we're here for. And if you're not in Napa Valley, what's the big message to everyone then? Well, I mean, there's programs like this all over the world. There's 15 to 20 of these programs. So for the industry, you've, you've got one. No excuse uh, to go out and get involved in the sustainable wine growing certification the world over, really. Um, but beyond that, for all the amazing wine drinkers out there, I mean, go out, support these amazing, phenomenal wines that also are feel good, can make you feel so good about purchasing a wine that's caring for the environment, caring for its people, caring for its community, caring for the climate all around us. Be sure to support these wines. To our fabulous leader, to Napa Green, to Anna and all of you who okay. will drink, eat, behave sustainably in the years to come. <laughs> we invite you in Napa Valley and throughout all our wineries to really enjoy the purity of the land and the essence of what Mother Nature has to offer. So, merci beaucoup. Merci beaucoup. Arigato gozaimasu. So much. Muchísimas gracias. Molto grazie. Ciao. <laughs>